Well, hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Melani Speaks Podcast. Um, I would love to say thank you all so much who continue to tune in every week with my episodes. Last week, I, I took <laughs> took a week off um, just to kind of like regroup myself and to have fun and to reconnect with my daughter. And yeah, so you know, I just really want to express the gratitude that you know, for everyone who's been giving me feedback, how my episodes have been helping you. I love you guys. This means everything to me. This is the whole point of why I put these episodes out is to help you in any way that I can with my own personal experiences that have helped me and to help me grow and things like that. And before I get into the episode, I would like to announce again that I just launched my new 12-week program called Mana Awakening Masterclass. And Mana in Hawaiian culture means the spiritual energy of power and strength within <clears throat> within and external and nature and all around. So what this 12-week course is, it's to help anyone who has been wanting to dive deeper into their intuition and, yes, psychic abilities, because I truly believe that we all possess these superpowers. So mana and why I chose mana and what that ties into with my program is for this program is igniting your intuition, your power, your superpower with in personal power, love and wealth. Um, if this sounds like you will be going, you will be getting me live every week for 12 weeks helping you, mentoring you, coaching you through intuition, helping you with a few, just to name a few things of like, you know, if it's your intuition or if if it's your anxiety, if it's uh, fear that's coming up or if it's your intuition from your gut feeling, I go into really helping you dive deep in your intuition. So if this sounds like something that you're really wanting to transform and to listen to yourself better and really grow as an individual, definitely sign up. I will leave the link in the show notes and if you actually would like to um, reach out to me and and get more information definitely send me a message on Instagram uh, Jacqueline Melani Um, but yeah so this episode is going to be about the rawness of motherhood and I really appreciate every single one of you who tune in on to my insta stories who do the poll. I I really love doing polls to see, you know, what it is that you guys are really wanting to have insight on. And it was between uh, motherhood and spirituality. And of course, I think it was like, it was almost a close one of 57% wanted um, to talk about this topic. And then the 40, 43, I think wanted to talk about uh, spirituality. So yeah here we go so the raw the reason why i say the rawness of motherhood instead of i think i said something about being a mom as one of the poll options but i choose to say the rawness of motherhood because i think i'm going to go through different pockets of motherhood and what it means to be a mom um from my own personal experiences from having my one-year-old now actually soon to be one and a half year old and now expecting my next daughter next month she's due next month so um I say the rawness of motherhood because let's be real like being a mom has definitely 
awakened me in so many different aspects of my life. Um, there's definitely growth, a tremendous growth that happens when you become a mother. And <clears throat> it's there's like a maturity that happens with you. It's like you your old life, you know, the maiden just dies, completely dies before you become a mother. Um, and it's like... The transformation that happens from maiden to motherhood is so profound that you leave your old life behind. And what that means is sometimes it's friends, sometimes it's jobs, sometimes it's, um, you know, old thought patterns and old, you know, the the way you used to dress or the way you see yourself and, and you know, the way you carry yourself. Because once you transition into that, into motherhood, your your life has a whole new purpose. Your life means something else. I know some of us, you know, who are still, who haven't become a mother yet. And by the way, this, this topic, I really want to speak to mothers, soon to be mothers, women who aren't mothers yet. I'm, I'm talking to women in general um, and men who would like to tune in fathers as well. So, you know, when you when you transform into that power of becoming into motherhood, it's it's like you leave your old life behind. And and that was one of the things that was really hard for me was um, leaving my old life behind. And mostly it wasn't even it wasn't my husband. It wasn't, you know, anything crazy like uh my job or whatever because I left that on my own anyways to fulfill my purpose but it was more of like friends it was more of like you know it's so interesting how like there's something that's like nothing in common anymore once you become a mom with friends and you know when you have certain friends that are still that haven't um become a mother yet or aren't married it like let's be real like it, it's like the common bond that you guys used to have is just isn't there anymore. Sometimes there are those certain friends that you still hang on, that you still have those things in common with. But I started realizing like all the people that I had around me, I was just not resonating with anymore. And that's okay. And that's part of the process. You know, and sometimes it's like another thing that you transition into as well as well is one of the things was standing in my own power and standing up for myself and standing up for my daughter um another trans i'm gonna be in just a side note i'm gonna be completely transparent in this episode just because again the topic is called the rawness of motherhood um there's nothing fluffy rainbow e about you know becoming a mother because you're fucking changing completely and it's not just oh let's look beautiful and have this beautiful stomach of pregnancy no it's fucking like one of the things that I was roughly transitioning into once I became a mom was standing up for my daughter, standing up for my family, you know, putting people in their place, like standing in my power, making sure that nobody thought that they could try to take control of my family and what that meant for me. And so when I was transitioning into my business um, and, and, you know, raising Meadow when she was barely a few months old, I was starting to notice family members, I'm not going to say who, I'm not going to say who, but I'm not going to be that, like, I'll, I'll keep their, <laughs> their names out of the, um, out of the episode, but, um, there are certain family members, both my side and Michael's side, 
um, that were trying to overstep their bounds. And I had to really step into my power, stand in my stance and put people in place of like, no, this is my daughter. This is, you do not get to treat me this way, my family this way, the whole thing. And so coming into motherhood, you start to realize your power. And they, you know, people talk about this whole mama bear thing. And let me tell you, that shit is fucking real. It is real. Um, you start to see your own strengths within all this transformation. You start to see what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate, especially when you become a mom, because it's like, it's like, yeah, when you're single, you, you didn't have anything to worry about. Like you just had yourself to worry about. But now that you have another little human to take care of, um, especially when you've carried this beautiful being for nine months, there's a bond there. There's like this, there's this chemistry. There's this, um, this piece of you that's walking outside of your body. And so for anyone to even try to infiltrate that or try to control or try to even say anything, it's like you, you step in your power and you let people know like, Hey, you're crossing the line. Um, this is my child. I birthed her for nine months. Or, you know, creator for nine months, birthed her, did the whole labor and everything. You really start to see where your strengths are, where your boundaries are, where your respect is within yourself. I think that was probably the most important thing was seeing how much I valued myself and how much I respect myself just because I wasn't tolerating people's bullshit anymore like I used to. So before I became a mom, um, I've, I know you guys have heard me talk about the whole like slapping on a positive facade face or whatever when you're going through some shit, then how that, that is not good at all. Um, but in due time, people figure that out. But um, one of the things that, you know, while I was single, I would tolerate a lot of people's stuff. I would, you know, put on the nice face, like, oh, just let them be them, have compassion, da 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 But there's something that happens when you become a mom, and that's those same type of people that you just let, you just brush off, will try to come in and do the same thing. And for me, it was like, no, it's time to put my foot down. Like, you don't tolerate, I wasn't tolerating anything anymore. Um, and another thing too, that I was realizing, you know, when I was pregnant and stepping in to, um, raising Meadow, she's already again, like I said, a year and a half, but we all have intuitive abilities, right? Women, men, all of us. And the unsolicited advice that you get while you're pregnant, while you have the child is unreal. Um, it's true. It's there. It's like a constant thing. And for me personally, I would take, it's like my, my advice to that is if you are a mom, if you're about to become a mom or if you're not a mom yet, um, if you start getting a lot of unsolicited advice, take it with a grain of salt, take some things that sound good to you. Take, don't take some things that don't resonate with you. Right. So pick and choose what you want to take because it's an inevitable, like this unsolicited advice you get from mothers, um, and it, it was interesting as a lot of mothers think they know everything, which is true, right, for their child. But what I have realized is you only you know your child's needs, right? You carried them for nine months. You carried them. And 
created this bond like you intuitively know your child not your mother-in-law not even your mom not anyone else your friends or whatever but you yes there are mothers your mother-in-law your mom that have been mothers for god knows how long but my thing was when i realized is mm, some of the advice they were trying to give me did not suit my daughter did not work with my daughter But the only thing that did work was my husband and I tuning into her ourselves psychically, intuitively. Again, everyone has this intuitive ability, especially mothers who carried their child for nine months, intuitively know what their child needs. So if you have a mother-in-law or mother or anyone outside of that spectrum um, trying to tell you what to do and it doesn't feel good, like you don't have to listen. You know your child, right? It's like it's okay to list take advice here and there if it sounds if it resonates good with you, but if it doesn't, like you don't have to take it. Like don't feel obligated to take the advice. Don't feel obligated, like, oh well they're they've been moms forever. Like they no, like no. These are old generations, right? Generations before you. Times are changing. So my advice to that is always go and listen into your intuition when it comes to your child. You know what is best for your child. You intuitively know because you carried that child for nine months, maybe ten months. I don't like. I don't even know what that actual like. It's nine months, ten months, but you get what I'm saying. Like you're the one that carried them for those those many months, and it's like you have that intuitive ability with your child. Nobody else does, right? So that was one of the things that, um, again, like coming into motherhood was being very discerning of the unsolicited advice that I was getting from coworkers and friends and my mom and my, my mother-in-law and like all this stuff. Right. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like I'm an, I'm a intuitive psychic spirit channeler fucking medium as a profession like why aren't I tuning into myself and into my own daughter's needs like I know my daughter I know what she needs like I I I I I have been blessed with the opportunity to be with her 24 7 I get to work from home 24 7 I created my life to be at home with my daughter 24 7 so am I gonna listen to people who don't know my daughter or am I gonna listen to myself who is obviously a professional intuitive, like even like that could be the best sides of the point. But I started realizing like, oh, I the more I like listen to myself, my intuition with my daughter, the more happier she has been. Right. So, again, um, if this is you, if you're going through this, like with in-laws or whoever, with your family, sisters, siblings or what, whoever you're going through this with friends. Um, my advice is check in with yourself, listen to your intuition. What is your intuition? What does your intuition say about your child that you carried? Right. Um, and send them love anyways. And that's the whole point of this whole thing. This whole journey of motherhood is love people, right? Be grateful for them, send them love, but take it off with a grain of salt. And go back into truly tuning into and loving yourself. There's 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 something about a ma a mother and her protection and knowing what's best for a child 
intuitively. Like we've had this innate gift within us to use, especially with our children, especially when it comes to unsolicited advice. Like we we know what's best for us, right? And we know what's best for our children. So that was one of the things that was really really interesting coming into this first year of being a mom and it it was really rocky like to be honest it was really fucking rocky because it was like you know all my spiritual practices I thought I had down for like five six years but man when you become a mom it's like okay God's got another test for you like you want to keep up with all your spiritual practices you've taught yourself here's a real here's a real fucking lesson on um, seeing if you're going to keep listening to yourself now that we have another child coming in and now that you've got all this unsolicited advice coming in, who are you going to listen to? Are you going to put into, put into practice all the spiritual work that you've been, you've been doing for yourself for five to six years now? So that was one of the things that, you know, I was really, really juggling this, this past year with being a mom and, you know, I'll be honest with you. It's been, it's been, it's messy. Like being, being a mom is fucking messy emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. It's like we, we on Instagram, you know, these beautiful mother accounts, like, you know, Instagram surely does make everything look beautiful and simple and easy, but you know, it has its moments. It's like some days are fucking fantastic some days are fucking ruthless and tough and hard and emotionally draining, but the that's the whole point of motherhood. It's like you get both. You get the best of both worlds. You get the rewards of raising a child. You see them, you know, flourishing and it fills your heart so much that it makes you so and I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Um and then there's other parts where it's like, shit, I need a fucking break for like a week. I need to sleep for a week, you know, the lack of sleep. And, you know, some of us are actually really blessed to have all the help that we can. And, you know, some of us aren't. So I really want to give a shout out to all the single moms who are really doing it because I have Michael. Like, he's the most amazing support in my life. You know, I've been really blessed to have Michael's support and he he gives me days where I can go and spend time at the beach or go get myself a prenatal massage. Like he's really amazing at giving me that support. So again, shout out to the single moms who are doing it on their own. Like I honestly don't know how you're doing it, but I fucking commend you. Like this shit is hard work and I love you and appreciate you and you like you are felt, you are heard, you are seen. And I love you. Again, single moms, I fucking admire you because this shit is hard work. Um, But again, you know, one of the things that I really um, admired coming into this work, or not coming into this work, being a mom. Well, it is work, but (laughs) you know what I mean. (laughs) Um, You know, coming into a mom, it, it, it... it's like you're a completely different person. Again, like your priorities change. The things, your outlook on life is different. Your perspective is different. You know, like I was really keen on wanting to stay here in California. And now that's changing because now I'm like, now my priorities is like, okay, like where do I actually really want to raise my girls at? Like where do I want to raise my children? Where do I actually want to settle down now and have, um, 
you know, have my family have, like, a good place to live, like, things really start to change. Like, the quality of people now obviously start to change. And one of my priorities has also changed, too, is the type of people I want in my life and who... Um, one of the questions that I love asking myself is, you know, when I do meet people or when I am around certain people, I'm like, do I want their life? Do I want my child to have their life? Because, um, you are the people you are constantly hanging out with. You are the energy of people you constantly hang out with. So since I've had Meadow and since I've been pregnant with River, that has been like my number one priority. Um, And to be honest, I'm actually in like a hermit mode right now. And I have been for a little bit just because my, I have like about a month left until River gets here. And since I've been, you know, since I launched my business in January and I've been doing my business, doing, living my purpose, um, my priorities have changed with like, who I who I choose to have around me and my children because it's not even about me anymore it's about my children and though it is about me like I have to put myself first and that's another thing too is it's so important to the moms soon to be moms so the single moms who um you know women who want to get pregnant right now um you have to take care of yourself first you have to because you taking care of yourself sets the tone for how you take care of your child. I'm going to say it again. You have to make yourself, as a mother, a number one priority in taking care of herself. I don't care if you have to get some type of daycare, have your husband watch them for like, an, watch the kids for like an hour or two. Like the, It's impossible to take care of others if you cannot take care of yourself. And let me tell you. The weeks where I fucking forget to get my prenatal massage or go get my nails done or the days I forget to go fucking hang out at the beach by myself, those are the days where I get really irritated and really angry for like no fucking reason and it affects Meadow. Like I can see it. So again, like you have to make taking care of yourself a number one priority. So the, you know, every week when I was doing my prenatal massages, getting my nails done, going to the beach, getting my facials, I had noticed a difference in my energy when it came to taking care of Moto. I was more patient. I was more understanding. I was more loving, you know? And so again, like if this is, if you, if you're a mom tuning in or if you're about to be a mom or whatever, like seriously, like dedicate if you can, like every day, 30 minutes, an hour out of your day to take a hot bath, like do something for yourself, go for a walk, 15 minute walk by yourself. Like you have to make taking care of yourself a number one priority. Like again, you cannot, it's impossible to take care of anyone else if you cannot take care of yourself. And this kind of brings me into the misconception of sacrificing your life for your children. Like that is like the biggest that that's like the biggest bullshit I have ever heard in my life. Yes, kids do um, have to become a priority, right? It's you, then your kids, you, your kids, you, your kids, you, your kids. Because what I have seen in my family and time and time again is um you know seeing people putting their kids first and sacrificing their life for their children and it just didn't work out for them and they're like left in the dust and 
my thing is when you kids will not listen to your words repeat that again children do not listen to our words they listen by our actions they watch us by example they watch us by the things that we do the actions that we take so anything that we say to them they don't they don't listen like we don't listen we always and even as adults like with anybody we we don't pay attention to what people are do are saying we pay much attention to the things that they're doing by the examples that they're leading so if a child is seeing you making them like them f- come first and they see you not taking care of yourself. They see you sacrificing your health and your love for yourself to taking care of the kids. And they see how depleted you are and how unhealthy you are emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. That in return is what you're teaching them to not love themselves. Right? Because then that sets the tone for them to be mistreated by a husband or whoever a boyfriend or whatever that's setting them up to forget about themselves and not make themselves a priority and not listen to themselves intuitively and spiritually and emotionally (laughs) right because they're all listening to that by example um and another thing too is when they see you taking hi mama's meadow is here And that was just Meadow. So again, motherhood, <laughs> typical. Uh, Meadow coming in and her needing, you know, needing me to take care of her. Um, but again, the leading by example, you know, making sure that you're, again, taking care of yourself first. And then you become, you know, become a better mother emotionally, being there for your kids. And then again kids seeing you take care of themselves living up on you um is ultimately telling them to do the same and another thing too about you know motherhood is it's such a gift it's such a blessing it's because oh you know i didn't realize like how many mothers are not able to have children or conceive and and it's definitely a blessing and just having this our bodies the fact that they were able to create humans is such such a god-given thing right like we're gods ourselves to be able to create life like through our womb and i remember during an ayahuasca ceremony i was shown my womb that the womb was a source of all things and i was really taken aback by i'm like wow that is true like we're actually creating life through our womb, through the cycle, like constantly, um, you know, continuing the cycle of life, like through us. And like, that's such a privilege for us mothers. And, and to realize that we hold the power, we hold the power, we are powerful, creative beings. And to think that we're not is such like a misconcept or misunderstanding. And, that we we are we are gods so um i love you guys i hope this was very helpful um again you know the the beauties of being a mom it's like you get the best of both worlds it's like unpredictable being a mother is unpredictable the transformation you go through is unpredictable you know you're constantly evolving and 
expanding emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. You know, your perspective on life changes. Your priorities change. Like, things become so, so much more profound and so much more amazing. And to see these humans that you create is everything. Because it's like a piece of you is walking outside of you. And, you know, again to listen to yourself to listen to your intuition and to not take the unsolicited advice personally because again what people say and um the advice that they give like yes take it with a grain of salt take some things that sound good to you and you don't have to take everything um but everyone is just always you know giving from their own experiences it doesn't necessarily mean that it's right for you so again tune into your intuition you know yourself you know your child you created that child for nine months you're with them the most and if you're not then um because i know a lot of us uh have to work and some of us are able to be at home with our children um all day long so Again, um, another shout out to the stay-at-home moms who do this 24-7 as well. You guys are holding it down. You're doing a great job. Don't ever think that you're not. Um, Again, shout out to all the moms going through it now. I fully believe in you. You can do this. You're strong. You're capable. You're more than capable. If you've been blessed to have children... That absolutely means you can get through anything, move through anything. You know, the things that you're going through right now with your children is just a stepping stone for more strength, more love, more power, more comfort, more um, nourishment, more just so much more growth for your family. Um, You know, and sometimes us mothers, we do feel lost just because of how crazy it can get sometimes, but to realize that in that moment, you're exactly where you're supposed to be evolving and growing and becoming a better mother, exactly where you're supposed to be. So I love you guys. That was um, my own perspective on how motherhood has been for me. Lots of transformation again, growth, expansion, the rawness of it all. And just like anything, we continue to change evolve grow and i love you guys if this resonated with you i'd love your feedback share this with another mom who may need this message um or maybe a potential mother but motherhood is truly the ultimate blessing the ultimate gift of life so i love you guys and we'll be tuning in uh next week I love you, I love you, I love you, and I'm so, so, so grateful for every single one of you.